0: hello everybody who's listening to this podcast and welcome back so in my last episode i had told you that i would record every day but i got sick so i took a a few days off of recording and i just rested and yeah but now i'm back and i'm recording a new episode for all of my lovely listeners and also, in my last episode, I had told you that I had gotten a voice message from Emily, who's in London. So, and I told you that I would feature every voice message I get. So, here's her voice message. Hope, Emily, Emily if you're listening here, I featured you right now. Are right here right now? So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Subi, I'm Emily and I'm from London. My New Year's resolution is to learn a new language and I want the COVID-19 to end. And by the way, I'm 11 years old, which is the same age as you. And please feature me in your episode. Bye-bye! So Emily, here you go. I have featured you in my episode, and you all can also send me a voice message, just like Emily, and I will tell you guys how at the end of this episode. So we had finished reading uh, 28, six? No wait, 25 chapters of the book Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper, and we had finished reading 230 pages. So without further ado let's read chapter 26 chapter 26 in the midst of all the commotion mr dimming seemed to get seemed to get an inspiration let's go out to dinner to celebrate he announced as the last of the studio lights were turned off great idea connor said immediately i'm starving said amanda even though i wasn't on camera I've been too nervous to eat all day. Me too, Alina added. How about linguinis? Connor suggested. They've got all you can eat spaghetti. Leave it to Connor to know all the best places to eat. They might go out of business after you show up, Connor, Mr. Deming said with a laugh. Don't go embarrassing me now. Don't worry, Mr D. My max is about twelve bowls of spaghetti. Linguini is perfect, Rose Rose's dad said. It's walk it's walking distance just around the corner from the studio. These kids deserve a special night out. I looked at mom, not sure if this was a good idea. Then Elena walked over to me and said, You'll come too, won't you, Melody? Yeah, Melody. Yeah, Melody, Rose added. Come with us. You did really great tonight. We couldn't have won without you, Connor said as he buttoned up his coat. Their words made me feel like one of the helium balloons that some families had brought. Well, I wouldn't go that far, Molly said, glancing at Claire. Balloons do pop. You won't, you won't up there, Connor reminded Molly. So, you come in or not, Rose asked. Sure, I tapped. It will be fun. I glanced at Mom again, who nodded. Dad took Penny home, and Mrs. V. gave me a hug and promised she'd see me in the morning. The air was brisk and the conversation silly as we headed for the restaurant. How many windows do you think are in that office building? Connor shouted, pointing to the tallest one we could see. 5,274, Rose answered. Man, you're good, Rodney said. How did you know that? How do you think I got on the quiz team? Rose told him. I've got smarts. She's just guessing, Molly told Rodney. You believe anything. The restaurant had been in the location in that location for years. The outside entrance was designed to look like a bistro from a small Italian village. Painted grape leaves and tiny white lights decorating the bricks around the door. The door. When, Connor, when Connor's dad opened it for everyone to enter, enter, Connor and Rodney bounced up the stairs. Steps. The steps. The five stone steps led upstairs to the dining area. Everyone, including Mr. Deming, rushed past me and Mom, finally, and Mom. Finally, Connor's dad, the last to go up, looked at me, looked at the stairs, and the light bulb came on. Uh, do you need some help? He asked. He was large, like his son. I bet he, I bet he could follow a few. Sorry, I bet he could swallow a few bowls of pasta as well. Mom replied. Would you be so kind to ask an employee where the wheelchair ramp is be, is located? As if glad to have something to do Mr Bates dashed up the stairs Mom and I sat there in the cold alone A waiter dressed in black rushed down moments later I'm so sorry we have an elevator in the back but it went on the fritz this afternoon the technician coming to fix the technician is coming to fix it first thing in the morning that's not going to help us tonight is it Mom told him her voice was tight but not angry I'd be glad to help I'd be glad to help you carry her up the steps he offered no I tapped my eyes begged mom mom told him just hold the door for us young man we'll be fine he just did that mom turned her back to the stairs took a deep breath I was glad we had decided on the manual chair this morning. Mom gently rolled up the back wheels up the edge of the first stone step. Pull, roll up, bump, first step. Pull, roll up, bump, second step. Pull, roll up, bump, third step. She passed and took another breath. we had done this before, many times. Pull, roll up, bump, fourth step. Pull, roll up, bump, fifth step. Then we finally rolled into the dining room, which was crowded with noisy, laughing customers. Over here, Melody, Mr. Dimming called as he saw us. Mom led me over to our very large table, and I was relieved to see that the group had left a spot for me. With all the kids on the team, plus their parents, we took up a big jump of the table space in the place. In some restaurants, the tables are too low for my chair. But this time, I was able to slide perfectly into place. Mom helped me take off my coat, then sat in the seat next to me. She gulped the water from her glass and asked for a refill. The waitress began to take orders. Rodney and his parents ordered a large mushroom and onion pizza. We veget- we're vegetarians, Rodley explained. I had no idea. Can I get a steak, Dad? Connor asked. His dad clapped him on the back. Sure, I think I'll have one for myself. For this one night, you get anything you want. Connor's eyes got large. A whole chocolate cake? You'll barf, boy, his dad replied. I want the pasta delight, Rose said the wait. Rose told the waitress, with extra cheese. Me too, said Amanda. May I have the spaghetti and meatballs, please? Elena asked. Claire and Molly both ordered lasagna. When the waiters got me and mom, I was ready. I'll have mac and cheese, please, I made El Verace. The waitress looked a little surprised, since most of the machine was tucked under the table. But she was cool and acted as she got order from orders from the Mighty talkers every day. Shirhan, coming right up, you want some salad with that? No, thanks, I say. She gave me a real big smile, then took mom's order. Only mom would order baked fish at an Italian restaurant. As we waited for our food, the cheerful mood continued. Our tables were covered with white paper instead of tablecloths. So everybody, including the adults, had been given crayons and markers. Look at this! I drew a giant monster rabbit, Connor said. He glanced at Rose's drawing and then added a large green teeth to his own. And it's gonna eat that wimpy bug you just drew, he told her. He told her. Rose laughed, ''Well, this is a poisonous spider and it's going to bite your cellular rabbit.'' Rodney and Connor then lined up all the salt and pepper, sh- and pepper sh- shakers and started toss- tossing sugar packets over the barricade with forks and spoons as catapults. But I noticed that Claire, who was sitting next to Rodney, was strangely quiet and didn't even pick up a crayon. ''Engage the enemy!'' Connor cried. Score! You weren't even in my territory, man. Besides you, tossed the pink fake sugar stuff. You only get half a point for that stuff. I sat and watched my teammates do such ordinary things, drawing, laughing, teasing, joking. I really tried hard to look like I was having fun too, but all I wanted to do was go home. When the waitress finally brought the food, folks became important for eating. And the war ended suddenly. Conversation slowed down as everybody dug into their meals. Connor took a huge bite of his steak. Mmm, this is the bomb, he said with his mouth full. Mom's fish looked a little, well, fishy as she picked at it with her fork. She and I were thinking the same thing. I knew. My food sat untouched in front of me. Our family goes out to restaurant every once in a while. While, actually, Penny is more of a problem in a restaurant than I am because she's witty and excitable, and she's likely to throw her peas on the floor. Usually, eating doesn't bother me. Mom and Dad take turns spooning food into my mouth, and I ignore anyone who is rude enough to step. Sorry if you heard that commotion in the background. I accidentally moved my chair so let's continue but this was different at school I eat in a special area of the cafeteria with the other disabled kids the aides put bibs on us feed us and wipe our mouths when we're done with the exception of that sip of coke at the competition nobody on the team had ever really seen me eat Rather be fed. I didn't know what to do. My food sat there getting cold. I looked at mom. She looked at me. She picked up the spoon and looked at me with the question on her face. I nodded. Very carefully, she placed a spoonful of pasta in my mouth. I swallowed. I did not spill. I saw Molly poke Claire and they exchanged looks. Mom spooned one more portion into my mouth. I swallowed. I did not spill. We continued, one spoonful at a time. I was so hungry. Nobody said anything, but I saw them looking down at their plates with way too much attention. It got quiet. Even Connor stopped talking. Finally, even though my plate was still full, I pushed it away. Would you like to take this home, Melody? Mom mom whispered. I nodded. Yes, hugely relieved as she signaled for the waitress, who also brought dessert menus. being reminded of cake and ice cream, chilled up Connor, who did not order a whole chocolate cake, but did order two slices. Rodney ordered apple pie, while Rose asked for pudding. Claire ended up taking her food home in a box as well. She had eaten almost nothing and barely said two words all evening. So what did you think about that final question? That was too hard, Rodney said. Piece of cake, Rodney replied, laughing at his own joke. He smeared whipped cream all over his second piece of cake. Did you do see the hair on the announcer? Amanda teased. It never moved. Must have been made of plastic, Rose said, laughing. What are you wearing to the DC competition? Rose asked Claire. Claire just shrugged. I wonder if we'll go visit. We'll get to. Sorry, I'm sorry. I wonder if we'll get to visit the White House while we're there. Amanda musted, must mused. That would be awesome. I believe it's on our agenda for Saturday. Mr. Dimming replied enthusiastically. I'm excited about that as well. What's with you and Lee being best friends, Claire? Elena asked. Claire did answer, but she rubbed her hand over her forehead. ''I don't feel so good,'' she said weakly. ''Is it hot in here?'' No one had time to answer for at that... And Sorry, no one had time to answer. For at that moment, Claire stood up suddenly, clamped her hand over her mouth and stumbled from her seat. ''Are you okay?'' Mr. Dimming?" asked. Before he could finish the question, Claire threw up all over her, her, his new shoes. Oh, gross, Connor said, obviously trying not to laugh. Poor thing, Rose said. Whoa! what a stink, man. Rodney covered his nose. Claire's mom rushed her to the bathroom. Mr. Dimming rushed out as well. I guess to clean off his shoes. I wonder if Claire felt as embarrassed as I had while mom was feeding me. Our little victory celebration was clearly over. Parents gathered clothes, coats and, and checks and paid their tabs. Claire returned from the restroom looking pale. No one mentioned the incident. We headed for the steps. Hmm, I thought. Claire gets sick in the middle of a crowded restaurant. Restaurant. Yet, I am one, I'm the one everybody looks at sideways. They all had to wait for me and mom. We took our time. Push gently, roll down, bump, top step. Push gently, roll down, bump, next step. Push gently, roll down, bump, third step. Five bumps down to the bottom of the steps. And I was still so hungry. Okay, so that was the end of chapter 26 of the book Out of My Mind by Sharon M. Draper, and we have finished reading 240 pages. So, I'll read chapter 27 in the next episode and also let me tell you how to send me a voice message just like Emily did. But this time, send me the voice message about the tongue twister I mentioned about in the last episode so yeah i'll feature you like i did today with emily and here's how to send me a voice message just go to the episode description click the link and record your message then send it to me it will tell you to make an anchor account but you don't really need to you just need to fill in your email your name your age and other details i promise it's safe and then send it to me and i'll feature you in my next episode Bye, and stay tuned for the next episode, which is chapter 27. Bye!